0: are the key qualities every leader must have. If you were to do an internet search or dig into that pile of leadership books next to your bed, you'll probably uncover long lists of traits or several chapters devoted to the swathes of skills and attributes that you must have. In this episode, we uncover the four, yes, just four, leadership behaviours that we at Leader Connect believe you need to have in order to be a successful happy less tired less stressed leader and if you'd like to know more and work with us one-to-one pop over to leaderconnect.co.uk and have a look at our bespoke courses and our leadership coaching at leader connect we simply want to dispel the myth that leadership is difficult and that successful leadership only happens if you're a born leader Listen, this is the Leader Connect podcast. It is the only podcast that you need to listen to if you are a leader or an emerging leader, or you've been a leader for years and you want to understand a bit more about leadership, but in a really simple way, it's all leadership stuff that you can listen to now. And then in five minutes time or tomorrow or whenever you can action immediately and it will have a huge impact. Leadership does not need to be difficult isn't that correct neil jurd
1: it doesn't need to be difficult it's sometimes hard work but it isn't complicated
0: what have you watched or read or listened to recently that might have changed your thinking or or, or your perspective on something actually what what
1: comes to mind is a is a coaching conversation but very recently with with somebody um well a, a deputy head teacher and he, he was describing a moment in his life when he was in, in year eight and was failing and was, was failing by choice. He, he was focusing on um, uh, friends, sport. I mean you, you, could, you could I guess say that's not really failing, is it but but in academic terms, he, he wasn't concentrating at all on on school, and he had a conversation with his, with his dad and he he said his dad just just spoke to him and said how disappointed he was but but what was interesting was he said that conversation really really hit home with him and he changed instantly he changed he he de- he decided to apply himself and um just went from kind of drifting kind of being Present but not engaged at school to absolutely working like mad, and he and he said he he came he just came top at the end of that year he came top in every subject, and it was quite remarkable actually as a reminder that so much of what we do comes down to how how hard we try at it you know so there's so much more we can achieve it's that kind of growth mindset that Carol Carol Dweck outlined I guess. Um, or the idea that as i mentioned in in the leadership book that uh, um the performance equation that um, that explains that performance is potential uh minus interference and so much of that interference comes comes from ourselves so you know we we hold ourselves back we choose not to get up earlier we we choose to to give up rather than spend another 5 or 10 minutes understanding um stuff and I, I anyway it was for me it was it's been a it's one of those things in coaching very often the coaching conversation I, I think gosh I've I've probably learned something it's been as useful for me as for the person I've been I've been working with what if every child in school could have that moment where they realize that and I, I know it's not quite that simple and and lots of people have got interference which is far more significant but
0: What if everyone could just get out of their own way and fulfil their own potential? And when you ask a lot of people, you know, who's really influenced them in life quite often people will go back to that one teacher that they had at school. And, you know, when you look at the length of time you're at school in comparison to the whole length of your life, it's tiny, but it it is clearly one of the most important periods in most people's lives, either positively or, or negatively. And I think we all remember back to, if we've been lucky enough to that one teacher that might have said something to us or supported us or, or found and nurtured the talent that we perhaps didn't know we had. And, it's kind of almost why now I feel so sad about teaching as a whole, and I'm not wanting to go down a political pathway here, but for me, and and I have taught for a period of time in some really difficult schools, it felt like a real honour to be a teacher and I wanted to be that that person that was going to influence somebody um, to completely change their life or to find their talent. And I'm not sure that people in schools, teachers, whoever they are, actually have the time or the drive to do that anymore. And I think that's a real shame. And, and it's often through no fault of their own either. It's it's the way our system is. Universal leadership behaviors. So I think all of us are looking for that list of things that we need to have in order to be a great leader. And, and I don't, Necessarily think that that list is exhaustible. Is that even a word? I don't know. I think, you know, there are, there are lots of things, but in your book, the leadership book, you talk about some universal leadership behaviors and I'm just going to list them now and then we'll look at each one individually so that you can explain them a bit more. So first, leaders always behave honestly. Second, leaders sometimes behave bravely. Third, leaders are often selfless fourth leaders often take the time to think leaders always behave honestly how does that
1: work and elsewhere in the book i talk about false leadership which is Mm. leaders who um manipulate people into in so, so it's not really leadership it's it's um manipulation often based on dishonesty and and false information um leadership's about relationships it's it's uh it's really about knowing where you're going and then being able to connect with people and those relationships are everything and to build to build good relationships um you've got to have a strong degree of trust there so having a leader who well uh, if a leader isn't honest you by definition you you can't trust them so being a leader who honest and straightforward um who's clear about what they're trying to achieve about how they feel Uh, it's it's essential and and where you get a leader that you can't trust it's it's dreadful because because you don't you don't really we don't feel safe actually and a, a big part of being in um building a good team building building a an effective team people have to have to know that that they are safe that they're uh, that their security needs are taken care of, that the the boss will remove frictions and threats um, from their life, so they can focus on what it is that they're there to achieve. So, I know in politics there's often a leaning towards being a bit a bit clever, a bit tricky, um, but I I think it's abhorrent. And and we've seen, I mean, in uh, in recent years, ju- just what it's like to have. Dishonest people in leadership positions, and um, you know, I, I, I can't stand it. I find I found it awful to watch people who are so bereft of genuine leadership, just uh, manipulating and tricking other people into into almost serving their own purposes.
0: Does, in this context of of leaders, always behave honestly? Does that also include being honest? as a leader when you've made a mistake or being honest about what your weaknesses are because i know a lot of people really struggle with that you know you get the job title of vice president or or whatever it is in an organization and there's that certain element of feeling that you've got to put yourself on a pedestal
1: well well yeah i mean to, again to to not be honest about that pe- people would see through you and 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 you would get less trust i, I think if you if you have got something wrong um it's Imperative that you that that and and you should have you should have grown the culture where you haven't got such a position you haven't put yourself on that pedestal where um it's really hard then to say look I've messed this up I, I I've I've had this idea that the leader is is part of the team and it, their role within the team is to lead the team but they're not doing it from some position they've created for themselves which. Um, relies on them being seen to be better in all ways because that's that's just nonsense. But um, the bigger what you lead is, the less likely it is you're going to be better at everything and know the answer to everything. So yeah, absolutely, you you, you shouldn't um, try to cover up your mistakes because that's dishonesty. And and usually people who do that are then trying to push the blame onto others, which is which is even worse but you also shouldn't put yourself under pressure to know everything it's fine to say look guys i don't i don't you know i'm not the expert here you are mm. what do you suggest we do you, a lot of leadership is about harnessing the brilliance the the commitment the the knowledge of other people and and um the more diverse your team is and the more um, the more you've brought in people with different knowledge that will be different and in some ways better than your own, well, gosh, you know, why, why would you want to restrict an organisation's decision making just to what you know when you could when you could open it up to what everybody else knows?
0: And I think that leads us quite nicely onto the second one, which is leaders sometimes behave bravely, and I think being open and honest does require a certain element of of being quite brave as a leader, but. Again, in the leadership context, what what do you mean by sometimes behave bravely? How does that manifest itself in in a leadership scenario?
1: Most of the time, it's just moral courage. It's not that firefighter kicking down the doors on a, a burning building courage, but it can be. You know, it can be that your purpose is so important that you need to do something. You know, that there is something that puts that that feels risky that you have to do. In order to meet your purpose, but what I'm thinking of much more is is moral courage, which is sometimes the courage to do the right thing, even when other people might might not like it. It's it's the courage to say, "Look, this is wrong. This thing that we're doing, this thing that you're doing, is is wrong, and we need to talk about it. We need to we need to uh, we need to change it." It can be very easy for a leader to be or a manager to be very passive to to not to not want to rock the boat, to not want to make make changes, and often to change an organization to improve a team to make things better in pursuit of your purpose and I always assume when I'm helping people be better leaders, it's because they've got something that's worth doing, something that matters, and certainly with you know we've talked quite a bit about teachers today, certainly with them, they have got something that that matters, but to achieve it, you sometimes have to do something that might make your heart beat a bit faster you you might you might lose a bit of sleep thinking how am i going to deal with this you know this this person is is just not doing their job or uh, this this um, contractor who was supposed to have done this for us just hasn't done it and it's it's now impacting on performance and i i need to go and i need to go and look them in the eye and, and talk this through that that's the sort of courage i'm talking about
0: and i would imagine that those conversations are maybe easier and those decisions are maybe easier if, and you spoke about purpose just a moment ago, perhaps someone's personal purpose, but those conversations are easier if the team has that clear and compelling purpose that we've spoken about in previous episodes, because that is your guiding principle, isn't it? If you can tie it back to what your clear and compelling purpose is and that decision doesn't fit with that, then you can always with your team bring it back to that and say you know I'm making this decision because it doesn't fit with our clear and compelling purpose or we're not achieving it
1: yeah it's your great motivator and your great guide i think your purpose backed up by your your values will, will always tell you what what you should do and and if your purpose doesn't excite you and doesn't tell you what what you should do you Probably not. (laughs) You you probably haven't got the right purpose. (laughs) To be honest, you might you might be working in the in the wrong place for you.
0: Leaders are often selfless, which is the which is the third one. Now, there's some kind of light and shade in this one, isn't there? So, being selfless, but then there's also a caveat to that: the danger of being too selfless. So, so explain what selflessness is in in the leadership context. There's, There's a big element of serving others in
1: leadership or or serving a purpose you you you're leading in order to achieve that clear and compelling purpose we were just talking about but you're you're also you have a responsibility to look after the people that you lead as well so so you sometimes find as a leader that you're you're giving a lot of your own time or a lot of your lot of your own effort um to look after others and it also might mean not using your position and your authority to to feather your own nest so so you, um it's very easy for people to think well i'm you know i'm, I'm in charge now how, how can i make my own life easier and, and people will often excuse in themselves a lot of behavior that they'd find quite abhorrent in others so they'll you know, they'll make sure that they they get leave when they want or that um if there's a pay rise it tends to you know they'll they'll uh, they'll make sure that the pay rise goes to senior people rather than junior people you know people people will put their own needs above those of others and actually above those of the organization above that uh, they put their own needs above the purpose that they're they're supposed to be serving um and i i think you shouldn't do that you know i think the leader is just just a member of the team and should be working as hard as the rest of the team, sometimes harder. But I, I, I don't subscribe to the idea that leadership should no. be a, a huge self-sacrifice either. So, so it's not about being in at seven in the morning and working till eight or nine at night, and somehow leadership being this awful task. Because um, you lead through others. A leader has their effect by engaging other people, and it shouldn't be a case of the leader just working exceptionally hard th- hard themselves. Um, while other people aren't but what what i mean by um the reason i said sometimes that that you you should only sometimes be selfless is because if you're selfless all the time you burn yourself out if if you have taken leadership as carrying all of the woes and pressures of the organization on your own shoulders and if you if you if you do take that in a seven home at eight or nine your life starts to fall fall apart you know your nutrition will suffer you'll be eating badly your relationships will suffer partner children friends and family you then start to become less effective as a leader because because you're tired because you've um because you've probably got too much sugar pounding around your body because you're you, you will be carrying, you know, all the things that happen with bad nutrition. You end up carrying too too much weight, and and all of these things you associate with stress and pressure. Actually, you know, weight uh, weight gain and bad bad nutrition, but it actually makes you makes you a less effective leader. So sometimes you you do have to look after yourself. You do have to say, "Well, I'm, I'm off for a walk. I'm off for a run. I'm I'm going to make sure that I leave on time." And the best leaders I've worked for and with. Aren't the ones who are in the office late? Often they're the ones who who leave at five and kind of role model having a balanced life and um, uh, looking looking after themselves, and then being really effective when it's their turn to to lead.
0: And I think that's the key. That that word that you just use is you know that that role model thing because people do worry about you know taking the time off and we've created if you look at leaders that we've put up on pedestals before maybe not the great a great example Elon Musk you know often sleeps in the factory we put those people up on pedestals but actually it it isn't right and if we can Look at be- being role models as leaders and not putting people under pressure, you know, people having to feel that they can't leave until the boss leaves. And if the boss isn't leaving at nine o'clock at night. So I have tried over the years to see those things that I do for myself as selfless because I'm doing it to serve. The people that I work with or the people that I lead. And I think that's the way to think about it because we, it's become so ingrained in our psyche that leaders are the last people to leave or, or, or whatever. And actually we need to, we need to just get rid of that idea completely. The fourth one and the final one is leaders often take the time to think. This is a biggie, isn't it? It's like the last one, but the biggest and possibly the most important one. So what's it all about? How do we make it happen? Why is it so important?
1: So, a huge part of leadership is knowing, perhaps the the core is knowing what you're trying to achieve. It's a leadership function to really think about what you're trying to achieve and then to assess whether you're en route to what you're trying to achieve. But lots of organisations don't Have cultures that support thinking, Mm. Um, and and they become, I guess, literally mindless in that people are just just busy. They just they they get very immersed in process, um, in going to meetings, in in you know, and 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 back to back meetings seem to be really common now. Like literally, log off one, the next the next one's waiting for you but but this way of working doesn't doesn't make sense because you need to you need to think you, you need to under you need to observe what's going on make sense of it consider how you could do things better what what are other people what are other people doing what improvements can be made uh what's going wrong have you got the right people in the right places there's just i mean there's just so much to think about as a leader but if you don't if you don't allow yourself that time you won't well you you kind of you lose connection with reality Mm. if if you don't take time to think so for me leaders should take as much time as possible in work time to to think go 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 for a walk for 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 an hour Take take your team with you somewhere just just go somewhere nice for an afternoon and just just think stuff through because it's only in thinking that you get the big leaps. If you just keep doing without thinking, not much will change. It's only when you step back from a situation and really think, okay, what's, you know, what's this about? What could we? What could we try? What could we do differently? It's, it's only when you think you get big step shifts, step shifts in performance.
0: When I think about the times that perhaps my 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 husband and I ran a business together, uh, a training business for 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 a long time, and when I think about the times that we really pushed the business forward, was probably. On the days that we'd, and this was before we had our, our daughter, on the days where we climbed a mountain together and we came back down the mountain with so many ideas and we try to do it now, you know, just walking down the marshes here with the dog and we we 100% untangle those those thoughts that have been going around in our heads and it's really, really valuable. And I guess what it is, is within, within your team is developing that kind of culture because, So we often work most, a lot of people now work remotely. I know that I worry about the fact that I'm not flashing up on my screen as being active or or whatever. And sometimes it is because I've taken myself off to either work in a different place or to work slightly differently, or maybe I have gone off for a walk, but we still have this idea or this notion of having to be tied to our desks. If we're not, then we're probably not working. So I would imagine it is exactly what you've just said. I love that idea of taking your team on a walk once a week around the block to develop those ideas and developing that kind of culture. Is that an easy thing to, to make happen? Well, it maybe
1: links back to bravery.
0: Mm. Um, you
1: know, Maybe some of that's the courage as well, courage to lead in your own style and to, to do some of these things that we talk about, which might be unusual in the organisational culture, but then – Really, the organisation, if you're you're focused on your purpose, all all that really matters is actions that serve to achieve that purpose. And being busy very often doesn't contribute to, to achieving the purpose. And having big breakthroughs based on good thinking will often allow huge strides forward. So I think it's a case of it can be difficult. Often though people make it difficult for themselves, they don't allow themselves to do it. It's, it's, it's often they, they feel that the organisational culture is against them, but the reality is if they were to just do it, it would be fine. But it's only by doing it that, that the world will, will change, that things will get significantly better.
0: What is the one thing you are going to just do right now to make your leadership experience significantly better for yourself and for your team why not let us know on our social media channels search for leader connect on facebook and on linkedin and if you'd like to work with us personally head over to leader-connect.co.uk